Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 99. Wow, getting close to 100, Tori. Sneaking up on yep. it. One, one more and we'll hit the century mark. Uh, we've got a really good topic today, Don. We're going to talk about the value of all players spending some time in the bullpen, catching some pitches so they have a better chance to be successful in all aspects of the game. Before we have that discussion, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It does a a lot to help Coach Don and I with our... uh, Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep Podcast. It's also a great way for you to save some money, whether it's a fast pitch bat, slow pitch bat, or baseball bat. You can use that discount for anything that you purchase. Also, we want you to check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you are in a position where you can help us financially, there's three different layers of support, three different levels. Coach Don and I really do appreciate the patrons that we have, trying to do some special things for people um, that have been doing great things for us, keeping us going. Patrons are the lifeblood of what's keeping everything fast pitch and coach prep going and uh, we really do appreciate it so if you're in a position to become a patron please do so so don we've talked about this before but i think it's worth talking about again because one of the things that has come up in discussions with me with kids that i've worked with on hitting is how many catchers are superior hitters sure and you know back in the day uh, the very best team i ever had ultimately had five kids in the starting lineup who had all come up through the ranks as catchers. I remember chatting about that. uh, One of the things that, uh, at the time, I don't think I was smart enough to figure it out because I always just thought that they were hard-nosed kids and and they were all dedicated players, but they all could hit, and that's how they all found their way into the starting lineup. So even though um, my starting right fielder uh, didn't think she was a right fielder or my starting left fielder didn't think she was a left fielder uh, because they were not quite capable of winning the starting catching job. I was going to say, you can only have one back there, right? Right. But one of the things that I think is uh, the, the lesson that I've learned now or the thing that's become really clear to me, part of the reason that they were all such good hitters is because they were catchers coming up. There you go. They have just an unlimited amount of knowledge, an unlimited amount of experience watching the ball come out of the pitcher's hand, seeing the ball come out of the pitcher's hand and figuring out what the spin is, figuring out because of the spin and the speed where that means they would catch it if they were catching it, I'm hard-pressed to think that there is no correlation, no connection between if you can figure out where you would catch it as a catcher, having a pretty good idea of where you should hit it as a hitter. No, I think you're exactly right on all of that, Tori. Absolutely. When you're catching, you're anticipating what a pitch is going to do, and you have to do it at the halfway mark or the three-quarter way mark in order to block balls, in order to frame borderline pitches, or concede a pitch that's definitely not going to be a strike. Right. You know, you don't want to try and sell one that's obviously a ball. makes it tougher to get the close ones later. So you're constantly evaluating pitches subconsciously. 
and the time amount of time that's spent in the bullpen, that spent practice time, and I just think it a definite advantage, like you said, for those that are able to to take time to do that. And I think your point on all this is is even if you're not a catcher, you should be plenty capable of getting down there and doing that, right? right? When I think that it's something now, I would recommend to all our coaches that it should be part of practice. You know, we used to have what we would call catcher appreciation days. Ooh, I like that. And when we do catcher appreciation, the idea was to make sure that the outfielders understood how hard it was to feel that bad hop, short hop, <laughs> throw at home plate, how hard it was to try to make that catch on that ball and still be in a position to make a play on a runner, try to give them a better uh, appreciation and better yeah. understanding of what yeah. the catcher went through. But now I think we need to take it to a whole nother level and have it be catcher appreciation day is really everybody becomes a better hitter day. And so that part of our practices should include time where every player is spending some time behind home plate catching real pitches. Now I think we want to go at it from two different perspectives, and I think we need to do it both ways. Number one is I think we should do it on days where the person who is catching knows what the pitch is knows what the pitch is supposed to be so that they start to be able to understand that a drop ball has a certain spin, a screwball is going to have a certain spin for younger players so that they know what a strike looks like compared to a ball, right? Sure. Well, but for more advanced players, you know, how the spin impacts how the ball is going to break and how the spin means where the ball is going to uh, end up when they catch it. So I think we should do some of it on days when the catcher knows what they're catching so that they gain some confidence and gain some experience. But then I think we should also be doing it on days where the pitcher doesn't tell the catcher what the pitch is. That makes it tough on a high end. And I like w what you're saying about, uh, you know, easing your way into that maybe because, uh, you know, a ball that runs in, runs in on your hands, you might catch it on your thumb, you know, in your glove and, and jam a thumb or, you know, you want to make sure you got gear on. Right. Oh, no. And, know, and all we, this other stuff. When but, I say going behind the plate, I don't mean bare skin, yeah. fielding glove. I mean, yeah. full gear, yeah. catcher's glove. Like you are a catcher, even though that's not your real position. And so I think that w what ends up happening then on the days that you know what the pitch is, you can anticipate a little bit. You start to have an understanding. But I think it's also good to have days that you don't know what the pitch is because then you feel just like a hitter trying to, and maybe you have to pay a little bit more attention to as that ball's coming out of the pitcher's hand. Did she change her posture? Did she change her arm swing? Did she change the line that she that she stride. stride yeah. you know, strides towards you? Did she change that angle a little bit? Did she slow down? Did she speed up? All those little tips that I think are important and would be helpful for us, and we would be paying attention to as a catcher who, as you said, wants to catch that screwball in the pocket of the glove, not in the palm of the glove or in the thumb, yeah. so that we're really paying attention when I'm catching it because I know it's harder to catch it if I don't pick that stuff up very quickly. And then to see the connection between those hitters when they've spent some time seeing, wait a second, she changes her stride a little bit when she throws the curveball. Well, she slows her arm down a little bit when she throws the changeup. Oh, she you know, shortens her stride way up when she throws the drop ball. So we're already paying attention to a lot more things because from a self-preservation standpoint, we want to do what we have to do to be in a position to catch the pitches when we don't know for sure what it is that she's throwing. Like you say, over time, you're going to start associating those things in a, a, a time frame that's going to be helpful as a hitter. Right. So you see the arm, you know, the arm continuing up, 
you know, with a long stride, rise ball. You see them shortening up and, you know, pushing down. They're getting on top of a drop ball. Their arms finishing off to the side. They're throwing a curve. Right. And like you said, on your stride, they stride open. They're trying to run a, a screwball or a rise ball back in on your hands. Right. All those things are tiny little tips that are going to give you um, the advantage that you're talking about as a hitter provides that opportunity for that one little adjustment that's needed to accommodate a very competitive setting. So Right. I, and I and even for great. our younger players, I think it's still valuable because even though it might be a pitcher who only pitches she has is a strike or a ball. Sure. You know, she's trying to throw a fastball for a strike or she's trying to throw, a, you know, and that's her goal. Well, even for that player catching that pitch, you start to see, well, when she releases it here, it's a strike. When she releases it here, it's in the dirt. When she releases it here, it goes over my head and I can't catch it at all. So it's it's still the same association, association the same experience yep. level for the hitter to, to then take to home plate with them when they're hitting instead of catching. And so I think that uh, this idea of catcher appreciation and everybody gets the gear and everybody's going to you know spend some time catching is a must do for really, for our players moving forward. I really love that term, catcher appreciation. Yeah, they're they're always getting roughed up and getting there early to do an extra bullpen, staying late to do one more bullpen for another pitcher and their legs and their arms. And right. we, we're tough on our catchers most yeah. of the time. So. Well, and that's sort of the, the sidebar benefit of it too. So, there, And I think there's a couple of other things that could happen because of it. One, all of our players become better hitters because we've already figured out that catchers are better hitters because they see so many pitches. So all of our kids are going to become better hitters. So that's victory number one. Victory number two is if something really crazy happens and you have to go to like the emergency, emergency catcher on game day, whoever you look at, you know, for sure has already had the gear on, has already spent some time in a crouch with that pitcher, has already seen that pitcher throw some pitches. So they're already prepared for the possibility of the, uh, our number one catcher is ill. Our number two catcher, uh, you know, sprained her ankle sliding into third base. So that means I'm the emergency catcher today. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a whole lot more prepared and a whole lot more confident in my ability to do it because I've spent some time already doing it in practice. The pitcher's more confident. Coaches are more confident. We're just going to be in a better place. Right. Third benefit is our catchers have that many less miles on them in the bullpen to and in fresh, practice. Fresh on game and, day. And so that they've got a chance to be a little bit less banged up, a little bit less tired. It's amazing to me when you think about how many times a catcher squats repeatedly on game day to begin with. So if, if the pitcher throws, let's just say 125 pitches in a game, well, you know, seven innings, that means she's, you know, thrown five or seven warm-up pitches between every inning. half inning. There's, you know, all the other stuff that goes on pre-game. In pre-game. There's the fact that you already were catching every day of the week in bullpens and in practice and doing all that stuff. Just think about how much sharper your catcher might be able to be if she can take 20% of that, 30% of that time and, and wear and tear off of her body heading into game day. And then the last thing that I think is also the, I guess, totally un The major bonus. The, the, who knows who on your team might be a great catcher they if they might. only had a little experience doing it. They might love it. Right. And they so, might get excited about and, it. And, yeah. and especially for players, you know, maybe at, at some younger ages, you know, I think one of the things that happens is people look at catching and they think that they don't want to do it because, you know, you're going to get banged up, you're going to get beat up, it's a hard job, it's hot, 
You know, yeah. we got crazy coaches on this podcast that think you should back up first base. What? And all that other kind of crazy Not stuff. Not every time, Tori. Uh, yeah, every time. <laughs> um, so, so I think... I hope they're still with us. <laughs> good luck. Um, maybe they learned some other yeah. things. The idea that, you know, maybe that kid who was the right fielder who was starting to wonder if I was ever going to see a ball this year figures out, wait a second, catching's kind of fun. I'm going to work on this. I can be in every I could, pitch. I could be involved on every pitch. I could really yeah. have a big role in what's happening on game day. You add up all those benefits. Obviously, we started off talking about it because we want our, all our hitters to be better hitters. Right. And, and that's really primary objective number one. But all those other things that we talked about, being able to add those tools to the toolbox for your team, just makes sense to me. And I think could pay off in a big way. So we could even double down on this and have uh, you know the gear on a second person and almost be sitting behind someone catching too, maybe. What do you oh, think absolutely. about that? Absolutely, yeah, I could do the uh, centipede idea, and then they're and then they're maybe they're calling ball or strike when it's halfway to the plate, right? Trying or to or be the umpire behind yeah. the catcher, so they have the gear on, they umpire a few, and, and swap, then they catch swap a few back and forth, maybe. Yeah. So uh, there's, but I think there's you know several different ways that we can do this that are going to pay off in a big, big way. And to me, but I think mixing it in, you know, especially when they're just getting started, so that they know what the pitch is is a yeah. good place to start. But once they get comfortable enough knowing that, you know, that they can start to see some of those messages, some of those uh, tidbits of information that are in there. I tell hitters all the time, the ball tells you what it's going to do as soon as it comes out of the pitcher's hand. If I only would have done all this stuff, Tori. Yeah. And, and if, if we'd been yeah. smart enough to do more of it when we were coaching. Right. You know, and, and again, you know, Tori's never ending lament of if I would have known <laughs> then what I know now, I wish I would have, you know, been smart enough to have thought of this stuff 25 years ago. But we're sharing uh, it. Yeah. But I think all these things are things that have real potential to help our players be more successful. You know, you know, back in the day, you know, one of the things we would always have hitters do was, you know, just stand in while pitchers were doing bullpen. Yes. But, with a glove, maybe rather than a bat. Right. Yep. But what, what we ended up noticing, and I, and I kind of lost interest in that as, as a training tool, because for every pitch that they were really paying attention there'd be one that they weren't paying any attention at all. And I just thought it was so hit and miss. I wasn't sure that we were getting the consistency that we needed. They well, got to catch it. If, yeah. They... If, if you know, if you don't catch it, it's going to hit you in the chest protector or it's going to hit you in the, in the shoulder yeah, arm or, or someplace that you don't want to get hit. You're going to be paying a lot of attention on every pitch. No so doubt. I just think this is a, a next step in the right direction. So Don, anything else for uh, uh, how to make everybody a better hitter? Catcher Appreciation Day. I love it. We yeah. should have those more often. Yeah, well, especially for uh, people that have spent some time behind the plate. They know that they need a little bit of appreciation. So but that's going to wrap up number 99. Uh, please make sure you check out uh, andersonbat.com. Make sure you take advantage of the EFP20 discount. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Please become a patron if you can. Need your help. For Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening to number 99, and we'll talk to you next week for number 100.